Hi, it's Mark Sisson. Welcome to the Primal Blueprint Podcast, where we deliver a variety of fresh content to help you live awesome. Enjoy the show. Engage with us online at marksdailyapple.com and on social media, and send your questions to info at primalblueprint.com. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Primal Blueprint Podcast. Today, I am so excited to introduce Andy Nilo. We met at Paleo FX. Someone said, you have got to go meet Andy and talk to him about his company, Alatura Naturals. Welcome to the show, Andy. Ella, thank you so much for having me on. I do have to say, uh, this is pretty cool for me. I mean, the Primal Blueprint book was first handed to me, I think in 2007 or 2008 on Latigo Canyon Road, up in uh, up in Malibu by a friend of mine named Alan Long, who uh, just introduced me to, you know, Mark Sisson and his whole uh, his whole like just theory with with the paleo movement. But that was one of my favorite books still to this day uh, is. And uh, yeah, this is pretty cool to be on. So thank you for having me. Yeah. And you actually got a chance to tell him that, didn't you? I, I've told him that at least twice. Um, okay. I, yeah. yeah. I think I'm every time actually, you see him. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just cool. I mean, when someone rock, you know, really you know, has that type of impact in your life. And yeah. Gotta let him know. I work for him and I tell him all the time myself. He's probably tired. Of <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but you know, so <clears throat> light and laughter, but let's, let's get down to some serious business because striking story on March 20th of 2011, you woke up in Cedar sinai ICU after getting hit by a series of large vehicles, I cannot even imagine. And I know this near-death experience led you to develop a skincare line, which right off the bat, I'm, you know, most people are like, all right, how, <laughs> how are those connected? Okay. You know, car crash, skincare. <laughs> um, and we'll, we'll get into the skincare, but this journey of health and what happened to you, I would love you to get into that experience um, because I know it changed your life. Yeah, it, it really did. Um I was an athlete my whole life and that came to an end in 2006. I mean, I wasn't, I had a draft party. I wasn't drafted. I was going to continue to play professional. I played baseball and I was going to continue to, you know, uh, chase the independent professional dream, which is aside from like the affiliate team. So like Dodger, when I say affiliate, I say like Dodgers, angels, all that, um, independent is independent of affiliate league, but it's still professional. So that was the goal to move down to LA uh, stay in shape and continue, uh, to play baseball. But I fell into acting long story short. I was, uh, you know, got representation and manager agent, all of that. And I just started acting and all of that, you know, it was, it was a pretty uh, successful career and all that came to an end when I was just crossing the street on Melrose and I was hit by a westbound heading, uh, Land Rover that hit me into the eastbound lane and I was run over by a Toyota Tundra. And I was just in the middle of the street. Luckily, I wasn't conscious for most of it, but I was just getting my clothes cut off me by first responders. And luckily, they transported me over to Cedar sinai where I woke up in an ICU bed with my chin exposed to the bottom of my mouth. I had a very bad uh, compound fracture uh, just beneath the middle of my chin to or in the middle of my chin to just beneath the le- uh, my left ear. It was just in pieces. I mean, the resident maxillofacial surgeon from Cedar sinai he, he couldn't do it. It was the worst compound fracture he'd ever seen. So we had to, luckily, we're in the area where we have a lot of really good specialists in that, uh, you know, plastic surgery department and putting people back yeah, you, together. Yeah, you got hit in the right place. <laughs> yeah. No, <laughs> definitely. Gosh. So I just, uh, yeah, I mean, just waking up in an ICU bed and seeing a couple of your friends with their, you know, head in their hands and and I'm on more on a morphine drip and I have no idea what's going on, where I am. And I think everything's a joke. And I quickly find out, you know, the severity of the situation and how lucky I am to be alive. I mean, I had seven broken ribs, a collapsed lung, catheter in. Couldn't have been worse. Well, it could have been. So that's like that's the thing is I had this perspective walking out of that hospital, you know, about a week later. Um, and just like, hey, people don't survive accidents like that. So clearly I'm here for a reason. I took that. Um, just mentality every day into things like meditation and just rocking my way into positive thoughts and uh, talking to people that I love and just incorporating things like diet, nutrition, and obviously skincare that to help me feel better. But man, it was a long road to recovery. And um, man, that's. Well, I was going to say, let me let me interject and ask. You know, so you're not really able to work and be hit in the gym and live your normal life, and you also probably don't know what you're going to end up looking like. I'm assuming there's 
a lot of stuff happening with scars and probably stitches and bruises and things. Um, you know, where were you at at that point? I mean, um, when you woke up and you realized like they told you what happened to you, um, what were your thoughts about your future then? You know, um, it was hard not to think about that. You know, I mean, a lot of people would remind me like, wow, you know, it's well, you're alive. And it was really like just seeing very good friends of mine look at me in a, you know, before I was even able to look in a mirror, that was uh, pretty startling. And so just, uh, it wasn't, you know, there were those thoughts that were like, well, you're alive and like being you know grateful for that. But also there were just the natural thoughts of being human of like, man, this is, this is the lowest of the low. I mean, being literally rock bottom in, in your own personal journey is, uh, it's part of it and I wouldn't change a thing, but man, that, that was, that was really rough to, to experience and go through because your heart just sinks to the floor when you, uh, and it's not all about looks, but it's just feeling. I mean, my front three teeth were gone. My, when I would sneeze and my eyes would water, I mean, my eyes are watering up right now, just thinking about the pain that I experienced just sneezing with sudden broken ribs. And, and obviously my job was just, I mean, the swelling, uh, was out about an inch. So people would look you in the eyes and then look down to the, try not try to avoid looking down, but it was just, you know, it was kind of one of those, you know, things of the elephant in the room where you couldn't, couldn't not look at, and I'm talking about my jaw. And it was just something that I got used to. Um, it was, uh, you know, every, every day, you know, going to new grocery stores. Cause I got tired of explaining, you know, what happened to me, you know, the same, some, you know, same checkers and things like that at Trader Joe's, Whole Foods. What happened to you? Your teeth are gone. Your jaws wired shut. You're, you know, emaciated because you can't eat. I mean, it was it was brutal, but um, I really stayed positive with, hey, you know, it's all right. My jaw's going to grow back. Uh, you know, think, you know, I'm going to get these wires out. You know, these broken ribs. Hopefully, they're going to come back. But my knees, my ankles, my elbows, they were still intact. Like the ligaments, they were in a lot of pain. I was, you know, banged up from head to toe. But I just stayed positive with the, the whole idea of, all right, well, I can walk. So I'm going to take like late night walks where uh, nobody can see me down Chandler bike path. And I would just go there and back. I think it's like 3.5 miles round trip. And so I would just get yeah, circulation. I know, that, I know that bike path. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I just, you know, little things like that, little victories, you know, and just staying very positive with my mantra of, of just like, you know, hey, you're still here for a reason. It's like focusing on what I did have and what I didn't, you know what I mean? Like I, the things that I were, you know, taken away temporarily, it's all right. You know, and that's a very, it's a tough pill to swallow, but I did. And, um, yeah, I mean, it, it, it was just, just a lot of repetition through things like routine and, uh, meditation perspective, talking to people that I love daily and, uh, nutrition. It was a combination of things that, but I didn't miss like every day, or every hour of every day, I mean, I had something to do. I didn't really want to leave the house. So I just stayed busy with work and research and, uh, testing out stuff on myself and seeing if I'd feel or see some type of activity or, or feel some type of result or, you know, swelling reduction, something I just wanted to, to just feel, uh, you know, different and accelerate my recovery as quick as possible, obviously. But I, I was, I was all right. I mean, it wasn't, but I was all right because of, you know, just the formula of my recovery that I've kind of put together for myself, you know? Yeah. And so what, what, what were the first sort of levels of biohacking that you were like, all right, you know, my body's all jacked up and I got only this to focus on. Um, what, you know, what was that road? Where were you like, oh God, I, I mean, were you already, I'm assuming healthy. You were living your life right. as an athlete and a model you had to sustain some level of being aware of, you know, certain foods, et cetera. And so I guess, did you just take that to a new level or did you find new things? Oh, absolutely. It, it got turned up, uh, big time. So I, I, my jaw was wired shut, so I couldn't get the, uh, you know, the optimal nutrition in the system that I wanted. So what I did is uh, my sister was in town and she boiled beets and we put them in a, a blender. Um, I had a combination of adaptogenic herbs and um, let's see, like amino acids of, of an existing tonic that I was making every morning before the accident. And I'll never forget the first time I tried that, I, uh, I threw up, you know, my jaw was wired shut. So throwing up between uh. wires, like it, my sister cried, like it was a pretty uh, helpless <laughs> situation. But uh, but anyway, I stayed, I, I stuck with that and started really increasing the nutrient density of that tonic. And I would make a little, I would 
through a straw through the little back corner of my mouth. Uh, I would uh, I would drink that things like uh, deer placenta, egg yolks, bison liver, obviously the beets, spirulina. I met with three different Chinese herbalists uh, from uh, dragon herbs, uh, sage dammers mm-hmm. was another big George uh, Lamero from Jing herbs. I mean, people really helped me out. And the whole idea of we had a rewind. Body. We had a rewind though, because you said deer placenta, and I know yeah. anyone who heard that is going, "Hold on a minute, you should have stopped there." I don't know that we heard <laughs> anything after that. We got to get into that. Look, I'm into marrow bones. I'll eat some raw liver. I'll do it. But and I'm not opposed to what you're talking about here. But is it really what we think it is, or is that just like a name for a root? <laughs> oh no, absolutely. It's uh, you know, uh, dragon herbs. They encapsulate deer placenta. Um, are you familiar with Ron Tea Garden? They have a, they have a shop in Santa Monica. They also have one on they, Robertson. Yep. He's great. I, I am familiar. So is it actual real deer placenta? Oh, absolutely. Ground up, and what, encapsulated. And what is it about deer placenta that is beneficial for us? It's, it's you know, they say it's the most uh, nutrient-dense source of food on the planet. And so a lot of animals consume their own placenta after giving birth. And, um, you know, many people actually – I don't want to gross anybody out, but you know, they'll, they'll dry out and encapsulate their yeah. own placenta. I mean, it, I, I've heard of it before. I mean, it's just yeah, loaded B vitamins, you know, obviously really essential amino acids and, uh, you know, micronutrients that your body needs, uh, after, uh, you know, giving birth. And, you know, it's just, uh, it's something that I was willing to try anything at that yeah, point. Yeah, no, absolutely. Okay. So yeah, but, getting back to yeah. your tonic, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> had to, we had to visit that for a second. Sure. Sure. I mean, it's, I would, uh, it didn't take, uh, it tasted horrible. Come on. It was, it was brutal. And, uh, but I just did it. It, the whole idea of building myself up from the inside out, you know, building my blood, you know, building circulation from head to toe, staying consistent with that tonic to get as much, you know, nutrition into my system as possible because I couldn't chew. And I really wanted the cleanest way possible. I didn't, and then also, you know, what I put on top of my skin, as well, I, I, I had this like this one ingredient clay mass that I was doing as when I was still in the industry, just just kind of like wake up the system, increase circulation and blood flow and brighten the appearance. Every Sunday night, I would do this calcium bentonite mask. And then after the accident, I went, well, all right, well, I just started studying spa treatments. I started ordering a lot of different extracts and oils and butters and definitely a few different uh, assortment, assortments of clays and Pearl powder, colostrum, kelp powder. I mean, a lot of different things that I just, I had nothing but time to just. Well, and, uh, and why you know. though? What was the state of your face? Oh, uh, it was, uh, well, I had a, a big gash on uh, the left side of my face. I had a, a lot of abrasions all over, a ton of swelling um, from point of impact. And I just wanted to accelerate, you know, the, the healing of my scarring. And it will at least reduce this or hopefully reduce the swelling and get rid of the abrasions as soon as possible. I actually, I booked a job for Macy's that was in June, the first week of June. And I didn't tell my agent in San Francisco about my accident. And I kind of made that my outside goal to walk the runway for them. But, mm-hmm. uh, and I figured, you know, if it wasn't, I, I'd wait week of, if it wasn't, if I wasn't ready for it, I'd let them know and they could replace me, you know, not a, no problem. But I made that an outside goal. Everybody laughed at me, but I mean, I ended up, uh, you know, getting my uh, wires out the Thursday before getting my teeth cleaned and, uh, bonded, I, you know, the bonded what they do. I had, luckily I had like little, you know, shrivels of my teeth, little nubs where they just bonded them down and made them look presentable. And that's where they are today. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I got my teeth cleaned and I would walk the runway that Saturday. So I ended up doing that job. So that was like a, a good little victory and just develop some personal momentum and towards, you know, something that people said I'd never do. It's, uh, it, it just gave me positive, you know, a positive outlook on, Hey, you know, I'm back, you know, and then that momentum, you know, kind of that snowflake turned into a bit of an avalanche, so to speak. When did you start to get inspired or realize that there was something to the things that you were using on your skin? Two weeks after, I picked up a friend of mine from the Burbank Airport. Her name's uh, Christina, and she saw me uh, just emaciated, just completely banged up, just you know, in the in the hospital room weeks before. And she like the legitimate double take and like, what what are you doing? Oh my God, you you know, like the skin. I mean, the, the swelling had gone down significantly. My abrasions were completely gone. The scarring had been reduced a little bit. Obviously, you're not going to reduce scarring in two weeks, but 
um, yeah, I looked, I looked great. She's like, what are you doing? I was like, well, I, you know, as hard as it was at the time, I was like, I, well, I kind of like, I'm making this, this mask. It's like, it's like this mask. I'm like, well, what's in it? And I started explaining different clays and, uh, the things that I had been ordering just and kind of mixing together and applying to my face with the whole idea of, you know, treating your skin like another mouth and hitting it, hitting my cells from the inside with the tonic, but yeah. also like feeding my skin. Uh, from the outside, you know, with your skin being your largest organ, you know, you really want to be very careful and aware of what you put on top of it. And I didn't want to use the creams and the serums that my doctors were recommending that I use to accelerate the healing of my scars. You know, I was looking at the ingredients and I knew even before the accident, I was very aware of labels and ingredients and carcinogens and parabens and stearates and fillers and fragrances, you name it, preservatives. I mean, things that don't serve the skin, but I just, uh, so I, I just, I would go into uh, stores and I would try to find something that would work for my skin. And then I'd find something that I felt was counterproductive. And I was like, man, why this would be great if they just didn't have this. And, you know, every, every product that I came across had some type of hole. And so I would just, I would buy and isolate the active ingredients and then kind of create my own little twist to it based on my research. And, uh, I would make, you know, with the, with the whole clay mask and then following up with uh, with this paste, which is now my night cream, that was made out of a cast iron pan. I mean, I moved everything out of my bedroom into my living room. <laughs> I love that you're cooking your yeah, you're cooking your skincare. This is great. Well, it yeah, I mean that's that's 100 percent how it, how it all happened. It was purely out of necessity, and I, I never intended to to have a business. I just wanted to recover quickest and just see if you know see if I could do it naturally. So it was really like the mask and then this sort of pasty night cream you were doing. And then what was the day that you're like, um, maybe I should do something with this and share this with the world. Well, that see, I would, so Christina had me over and I, I made up a mask for her and she fell in love with it. So, so she started telling her friends this all like word of mouth began to spread, but I would just go around town with my little backpack and bamboo bowl and essential oils and obviously the clay mask mix I would shake it up, mix it for them. And I'd go off to work at night and I'd be like, Hey, just, just give me some feedback. Take a picture if you guys want to. And just, just let me know if, if you guys see or feel any type of result. Cause I just wanted, that was essentially my beta testing at that point. But I, I didn't, you know, what was I going to do with it? Nobody, I didn't have a chemistry background. I just had what I felt was a good product, but that's all I needed. I just did it for the love. It's like making a meal for someone. You don't really like you know, I, I just wasn't doing it to ever start a business. I just kind of wanted to see if, if people felt the same thing that I, that I felt about the, the clay mask. And I, at that point, I wasn't going around and, and uh, you know, like passing out the what's now the night cream, the paste. I was just doing the focusing on the mask. But I did that for about a year and a half, never charged anybody. I was posting little pictures on Facebook and just kind of, you know, showing people, hey, it's, you know, it's my thing, my little mask. And, you know, a year and a half of that. Uh, finally saw a friend of mine on Facebook. Uh, her name is Mary Hall. She had a med spot down in San Diego and she was like, honey, what, what's this mask you, you keep posting about? And I'm like, well, well, it's this, uh, you know, it's kind of a blend of clays and superfoods and, uh, things like, you know, pearl powder, colostrum, kelp powder. And, and so I came down there and, and I, I mixed up, mixed it up for her and she loved it. And she, uh, tried it out on a few of her clients and they loved it too. And so they took it on board as still with no name, no company. I didn't, I just, I just got a big kick out of the fact that somebody was charging for something that I, that I made. So it was kind of like a, you know, just a, a personal victory for me. And I just, uh, I kind of ran with that, but that was about a year and a half to maybe, yeah, maybe even two years. Yeah. About two years after, um, the accident. And so there was a long time there of just driving around and just kind of, it was just a total creative outlet. That's, that's still the mentality of it. It's like, I love this stuff and I, I love the effect that it has on me. But, um, that was, uh, there was never an intention to, to start a whole line to where we're at now with 14 products. And, you know, that's really expanded obviously. But, uh, the, the big thing there was, uh, when I reached out to Bulletproof, um, I troubleshooted Dave Asprey's, uh, email address. Actually, I found out the, co- the contact, the general contact <laughs> email. Check you out. Yeah, at Bulletproof. It was like info at Bulletproof Exec at the time. And I was like, well, his name's Dave. So so Dave.Asprey, Asprey.Dave, David, David Bulletproof. I mean, I tried every different combination you could think of. And I just copy-pasted the same email with a couple before and after pictures of me, you know, in the ICU bed and then after in like a modeling job that I did or something like that. And 
one of them went through all of them bounced back, but one of them went through and, uh, he had, he, uh, had a conversation with me, brought me on board as an ambassador for bulletproof. And that was a huge victory for me. And then months after that, uh, his assistant reached out and went, Hey, Dave wants to have you on bulletproof radio. And there we were just on, you know, up in Malibu. I'll never forget that. That was, it was unbelievable. I and mean, we were just talking about how, you know, bulletproof, about the accident and resilience and recovery and how bulletproof products, you know, really helped me out in my recovery because I was trying to work for bulletproof. That's why I was reaching out to him is because I was really grateful and thankful for just, you know, what the, you know, his attention to detail and the products that he made. And, 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 um, you know, I wanted to work for bulletproof, but lo and behold, after that act or after the, the interview, he got such a response. And so did I, um, when we, uh, the last five minutes, he asked what I did for my skin and I kind of just, let him know about the the clay mass that I created. But, you know, I told him that I had a website pending. I definitely didn't have a website up or a company name or anything, but we had to find that out really quickly. Cause I think he had, he had a very popular pot. Well, he still does, um, you know, bulletproof radio. And so he got such a response from that from people all around the world. And he flew down and invested in the company. And three months later I had uh, the Alatura clay mask on his own bulletproof website, uh, the same site that I was ordering off of. So that's, uh, that's how it all started pretty much. But, you know, it's, uh, it's just, just keeping that hunger and that drive and that attention to uh, ingredient detail and purity of ingredients is, is what we're all about. But yeah, yeah it was a wild I, long ride. <laughs> and I want to get into like why your mask is so different and unique versus others. But before we get into that and those ingredients and things like that, you know, and speaking of uh, this journey of trying to get better and yeah. also probably, all of the people that have been drawn to you with issues with their skin, you know? So right. aside from your own personal things that you benefited from, and there's some great before and after photos on your site of some incredible acne scarring, uh, just reduction beyond belief. But, you know, it's interesting because, you know, as a model who thought you would ever be able to empathize with someone, right. Or someone may look at you and be like, yeah, right. Like you ever worried about that. Um, but you've got people coming to you from elsewhere, everywhere, just like you who are like, what do I do? You know? And I'd love to hear about some of the people that have come to you and had some remarkable improvements. Some of the, you know, stories that are just like, you know, the, those ones that stand out. Yeah. I mean, I, I had a, and that's, that's why I do it. I mean, it's when, see, I had a, after the podcast here with Bulletproof, I had a few people reach out that had, you know, been on Accutane and really harsh, uh, toxic, synthetic, uh, you know, chemically driven uh, products that are, you know, meant to quote unquote reduce acne. But I just, I really have always believed that it's been counterproductive. You know, you dry out the skin, you kill everything on top of the skin, you kill the good and bad bacteria through antibiotics. And, you know, really just, you hear these stories that just, you know, drive people into a depression and they're taking these horrible pills, but also, you know, combine them with, with topicals that are, you know, completely counterproductive to, uh, to healing acting, but they can't get off them because it's just like, you know, it's just the whole cycle of, um, you know, with, with acne, whether it's cystic, whether it's hormonal, it's just, it's a tough, such a tough thing to deal with. Cause you know, what do you do? Do you get off it and you trust that a natural alternative is going to work work? I mean, you have to go through a little bit of a detox period in which pulls everything to the, per, uh, the surface of the skin. And, and that's embarrassing to deal with too. And a lot of people yeah. fall back and then go back to the, what they thought was working in the first place. And then they just kind of deal with the depression. It's a really, really crippling state to be in, which I had back acne in college where to the point where I wouldn't even turn around in the locker room. It Mm -hmm. was just, it was embarrassing. So I can, I can relate somewhat, um, to how that was. And then obviously after the accident, I definitely, that was a tough pill to swallow with just, you know, walking around, being confident with, with how you look. And then, I mean, being, you know, polar opposite, being embarrassed and just, you know, the double takes, it was, uh, it was extremely humbling. And, um, yeah. What you know, did, what just, are those moments? Like when you first felt like somebody was like, Oh, or, you know, <laughs> or, or, or some kind of, um, awareness of being ashamed of your face while you were recovering, like what, that must've been so weird going from where you were in fact, the opposite, quite confident. Right. And proud. Yeah. Right. You know, it's, well, I mean, it, it was, it was extremely tough and, it's humbling usually, as shit, right? <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But I, you know, I don't want to, I mean, I was, 
you know, going into the accident, you know, humility and, and being humble and perspective, that's something I, I've taken a lot of pride in my entire life and just being. Um, but that uh, definitely accelerated that after, you know, just being from head to toe broken and uh, obviously just having people, it, it, you know, just just treat you different and look at you differently. I mean, it, it's a, it's it's just the truth. And uh, it was uh, it definitely, uh, you know, just create and kind of callous my, you know, like my, my nature and took away my zest for, uh, for life for a little bit. And I just, you know, I don't want to, you know, feel like I was, you know, I was definitely down, but I, I just, I, you know, I fought through it and, uh, just through, you know, just staying positive, staying, you know, just, just focusing on what I did have, you know, the things that's like, man, I mean, there's so many people wrong place, wrong time and that are no longer here. You know, it's like, I'm alive. I'm like, I'm going to beat this thing. And, you know, I, I, I did deal with it and handle it, but it was very tough. I mean, everywhere you went, you were just kind of like, <laughs> I don't know, a little bit of the elephant man, your jaws out, you know, just significantly in one side to the other, your teeth, you know, when you smile, your jaws large shut. And so you can't really talk. And then you're starting to talk and your teeth are gone. They're like, what the hell happened to this guy? And, I'm, and then you got to explain the story. I mean, that was constant. It was that's why I didn't really want to leave the house. But I mean, obviously you have to you go to dinners or whatever. I mean, it, it was just, uh, yeah, it was a, it was a, it was a point in my life that I wouldn't change though. I mean, it just kind of, you know, just developed resilience that uh, I can't really put into words, but you know, I've, I've been there, I've experienced it. And um, yeah, it's, uh, it's, I'm glad that I did. Definitely glad that I did. And getting back to sort of some of the wonderful, I mean, your, your company's grown and people are responding and just, so excited and getting results. And there's some wonderful photos of that. What is it about this mask that isn't in others and makes it different and something we should look into? So for a powder mask, it's just, I've never seen anything like it to the point where there's a blend of four different clays. We have Eyelight, Kaolin, Rasul, and Bentonite. And then we add in freshwater pearl, ascorbic acid, organic kelp powder, and American ginseng. It's like a superfood blend kind of a meal for your skin to the point where it's lightly exfoliating and then minute like you fade away the 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 uh, pearl powder has a mild bleaching effect to it where it just kind of subtly blends away uh sunspots acne scars i mean the geishas have been using it for centuries to their their whole idea is when they're the lighter their skin tone the more pale their skin tone it shows that they haven't been out in the rice fields and, and you know, with the sun beating down on them. So it was, there was like a level of um, hierarchy to having like nice, smooth, pale skin. So I, I just, uh, I, I was taking that internally to, to cleanse my kidney and uh, my liver uh, that uh, I'd learned from George at Jane Herbs. But I figured, well, man, I mean, pearl powder, just, I, it was very expensive. I was buying it by the capsule at that time, but I put it into the existing clay mass that I, that I was using at the time. And that's how it all built. It's just, it, it sat on the face a little different. You know, pearl powder is one of those things that you can add a little water to and mix together in your hands. And there's just a level of smoothness that I cannot explain. I mean, I knew it had to be in there. And just one by one, adding in certain ingredients like grass-fed colostrum that I get from Cheyenne, Wyoming. It's collected within the first six hours. So it's really nutrient-dense and, and rich in enzymes, but it's loaded in the IGF-1 growth factor to the point where I, I'm lightly exfoliating with the clays, but I'm feeding that freshly exfoliated area with really rich nutrient dense ingredients and then growth factors as well from the colostrum. I would study, and then the ascorbic acid, just creating a lot of circulation to the surface and um, then feeding that area. And then with the whole idea of, of just, you know, making the healthiest skin cell in the most important time to do so. And when it's turning over and uh, getting rid of old dead skin cells and encouraging the growth of new skin. So I just became extremely passionate and, um, you know, just purely out of necessity and how to regenerate my skin and create the best, you know, circulation to the surface, which in hopes of reducing that swelling, because the swelling was something that was really bugging me. But in doing that, you know, you're creating such a bright, you know, blood flow to the surface and, you know, creating a lot of that or releasing a lot of those capillaries around the eye and nasal area that become stagnant without, uh, you know, without the circulation that's created. So, I, I kind of just fell into what is this, uh, it's just now, I mean, it's, it's really taken off. It's powder mask wise. I haven't seen too many, uh, brands like it. It's, uh, because it combines so much and, uh, it's, it's, it's that potent. You can kind of customize it, 
uh, to whatever you're dealing with, whether it's like spot treating acne or any type of infection, bug bites. I mean, I've heard, I've heard it all, but it's, uh, yeah, it took a while, but pretty happy with how it turned out. And now you have a whole line of products. I mean, it's not just the mask. Um, and anyone can go to alaturanaturals.com and, and look at all of that. I love the, I love jumping into natural skincare because it's so hard to find things out there that you right. like or um, are, are just, I don't know, I've had so many fails. You know, we right. go through so many products as chicks. We just, well, I mean, probably anyone, but really more us. And we've just, <laughs> I was talking to a friend the other day. I'm like, man, I could just probably fill buckets with thousands of dollars of the years of, of BS products I've tried that I just wouldn't use again, you know? Right. Um, and I want to talk too about aside from, you know, nourishing it from without you were at paleo FX. So I will ask you, do you eat paleo? And I would say, I want to just share with the audience, anyone dealing with skin stuff. I really do believe in internally ingesting collagen. I'm not sure about you. Yes, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Let's so, talk about the inside out too, a little bit. Oh, um, sure. yeah. And I want to go into the, uh, your serum, which everyone loves. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I definitely eat paleo and I, I absolutely agree with you on the collagen standpoint is hitting it from the inside with, uh, I, I use, a, a grass, right. I, I put in about two tablespoons of grass fed, uh, collagen every morning in my coffee kind of just blends up and dissolves really easily. Uh, I do like the bulletproof coffee with uh, grass fed butter, you know, octane, all of that. And then, um, but yeah, I mean, as far as a paleo diet to stay in extremely nutrient dense with things, uh, I, I don't eat, I intermittent fast, right? So, Say if I eat at 8 p.m. and I don't eat until 2 p.m. the following day, that's 18-hour fast. I mean, we're that's why I stay consistent with that six, seven days a week. Um, I avoid sugars, grains, dairy, pretty much. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, I stay with a really rich, uh, nutrient-dense vegetables like sweet potato, beets, broccoli. Um, let's see, microgreens, kale. And then my cake, yeah. you know, really good grass-fed fatty meats like ribeyes and brisket, um, elk if I can find it, venison if I can find it, uh, lamb. I love lamb. I don't do too much chicken. Um, I, I love eggs, pastured eggs, avocado. But I, those are, that's pretty much, you know, that's celery. I mean, I stay and I make, I love yeah, to you're cook. you're super primal. Yeah, no, definitely. It's, uh, and I have well, to and also, I just want to point out for people struggling with acne, it's been you know, told by so many people on our podcast who've come on who struggled with horrific cystic acne for years and only to find out many years later, it's like all flowers, dairy, legumes, gone. Like just do that for a month and see what happens to your face. Um, when you eliminate these things, you know, the inflammation just goes down and anyone a shout out to uh yeah happy healthy hot elizabeth resnick on instagram she had very bad acne she does she's also one of your affiliates but she does very you know had very bad acne she she went through a whole thing and then was over it but really her her internal struggle was getting it right on the inside with food too you know so i just want to encourage people that along with any natural product you're going to want to especially if you're dealing with acne and inflammation in the face no, I love Elizabeth. Yeah, no, she's, I didn't know she had bad acne. I just, I, I met her at Paleo Effects, I believe. Yeah, there you go. She used to have horrific, you met her there, oh, you probably met her maybe two years ago, but I yeah. met her, she introduced me to you a couple months, you know, when we were just back in April. Yeah. Um, or May. Yeah, so, but she did, and she, so she really is, you know, a proponent of the internal outside, you know, because for her, it was discovering these food things. She had been a vegan and vegetarian for many years. So, and also that happens with a lot of people because it's grain heavy, you know, right. or dairy heavy if you're vegetarian. So I just wanted to point out too, because you'll, you'll look up Andy and you'll be like, wow, his skin is perfect. And if you see <laughs> Andy in person, you're, you're like, what? Like, seriously, everyone walks away from meeting Andy and is nah. like, holy shit, like what is happening? And then you want to buy everything that he's making because you're like, your skin is amazing. Aww. But I will say that, you know, you're not eating, you're not getting that skin too from eating Dunkin' Donuts, but doing a clay mask. So I just wanted to point out the internal food factor, but, um, but let's get into the topical cause thank you um, by the way. Appreciate that. Yeah, of course, my, my, yeah, absolutely. You're, you're, you're lucky. Um, let's get into this. this you have a serum and you have, I mean, we will have to go through all your products, but let's do some of the highlights because <laughs> sure. the clay mask is one that's really turned around, you know, a lot of people's yeah. opinion and what first started it, but then what was the, what's the next one? Well, so, I mean, I, that, 
it's well, what's now my night cream. I just I'm, it's all started out of a cast iron pan, you know, you know, melting things down like beeswax, ca- uh, cacao butter, sea buckthorn oil, and then and then it turned up a little bit when I started adding things like plant derived stem cells, hyaluronic acid, colostrum, and then really you know seeing th- seeing that I you know had a chance to do something special with this product. But that that was just I still have the actual first. Uh, <laughs> chunky night cream uh, that i made out of that pan it's actually still fine you know it's amazing the the properties that bee products have as far as just create being their own preservative and their own antibacterial and antimicrobial um, oh is that why beeswax is your what did you is that what you said you put in it yeah i mean bee, bee products have been i've been so fascinated by them just probably yeah i want to say that it started after my accident but just things like propolis royal jelly honey obviously beeswax um, just they're so, I mean, scientists are finding out they're so molecularly complex. They're finding out more and more and what they're, they do from a healing standpoint. And I had very, like a really, I had a dent on the left side of my face. It's now getting, it's, it's, it's still, I can still feel it like attached to the bone a little bit, but, and I'm fine with it now, but I just really want to figure out a way to, to feed that the cells in my skin to hopefully, you know, minimize that, that dent that was definitely there. And then, you know, through the circulation and through staying consistent with that whole idea of just exfoliating and hitting that. And then obviously, um, you know, hydrating the skin with what's now the, the night cream, but just with a, from an ingredient purity that I hadn't seen, uh, 2011, 2012, there was nothing like that. Uh, you know, 2018 right now, they have awesome stores like cat beauty, uh, air one, you know, this with health and air one. Yeah, the beauty aisles are, have really improved. You know, green beauty is becoming a thing. I mean, people are becoming more and more aware of what they're putting on top of their skin. And, you know, things like the Think Dirty app where you can just scan, uh, scan UPC codes and find out government-recognized carcinogens that are hidden in labels where a lot of people, you know, see the all-natural. And then they go, oh, it's natural. It's in Whole Foods. It's great. And then you find out, you know, just the the ingredients that are uh, counterproductive to our our endocrine system, our hormone, our hormones, and just overall well-being that can disrupt our you know our mind, our, our gut, everything. And so you have to be very aware of what you put on top of your skin. And so I, I just we we really focus on you know Alatur is Latin for feeding and nourishing. And so I really I just I, I don't have the big corporate overhead, so I'm able to just really get the actives and then combine them with my, my just favorite ingredients, my favorite cold press oils. And, uh, you know, with the, the things that, well, the serum that you mentioned, the fact that we use rose water as our water base and different things like copper peptides, astaxanthin, marine collagen, plant derived vitamin A that we source from France. I mean, it's really, it's it, the creative, uh, it's just, it's just total creative outlet for me. I mean, I do all of the research and development and I do all the formulation myself and then I pass it on to a professional chemist to get it done and manufactured uh, properly but no more no more cast iron you you no, graduated to yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's so funny i mean after yeah when uh when dave gave out my i mean when when that first happened i was getting a response and people wanted to to order the mask and i would i would just have to go over to whole foods and i would get those like those little clear plastic containers and bring them back home and, and i'd order just enough what i thought was enough for i don't know just the orders that were coming in and that's how it all starts. So I was pretty much just, I guess, learning how to run a business from, from selling, you know, I had to sign up from a, a PayPal account and come up with a price, you know, $35 free shipping to Sweden sounded good. But when, you know, you're spending $23 on shipping to Sweden and then you realize your cost of goods and it's just, you're losing money, but I didn't care. It was just like this, this adrenaline and this of having something that people wanted to buy. I mean, I, that's, that's that you created. I mean, that's, that's, uh, it's a pretty addicting feeling that I can't really describe, but yeah, it's, uh, it's been a, it's been an awesome ride because I, I love creating, you know, creating products and then, and then seeing it, the final result, it takes, takes a little bit longer because I'm not, you know, I'm not buying like predetermined ingredient decks that where all the studies have been done. I mean, all the testing and all the formulation, you know, my, my moisturizer took 22 tweaks. That's 21 phone calls I had to make and make subtle adjustments to that's, that's about 18 more than, uh, than what it usually takes for, for uh, a brand from what I hear. But I just, uh, I just know what I want and it's a total feel thing. It's a total, I can't really uh, describe it, but I, so far so good. I mean, we, we definitely, we just take that, 
you know, that, that approach from scratch, just building a product, you know, ingredient by ingredient, making it different from what I believe anything else that that's out there. And so that's, uh, that's what we're going to continue to do, but man, I really, yeah, I really love this stuff. I'm yeah. Wouldn't change a thing. Well, yeah, that's uh, interesting. Cause back to the beginning of the conversation of getting impaled by several vehicles. Um, it's like no one could have, th- you couldn't have thought then like, hey, hey, don't worry. There's actually, like, there's going to be kind of down the road. There'll be like some really awesome thing that comes out of this. She would have been like, F you. I can't even, you know, yeah. I mean, right. There's those moments. And so it's exactly. just interesting that those, you know, another example of something negative, seemingly horrible happening. And it is at the time. Yeah. It's brutal, but yeah, can become I- such a gift, right? Absolutely. I mean, and I'm reminded of it daily. I keep things around here. I keep the ensure that the the sweet nurses at Cedar Sinai gave me in the in the ICU bed. I keep them around here. I keep the the little notes that my sister wrote uh, my friends that came by to visit me on out you know on the on the door, just saying I'm sleeping and things like that. I, I have reminders all around. When I put on chapstick, I can't. I still can't feel the left side of my bottom lip because I severed a nerve on, on a point of impact on one of those. So like, I really have to cheat the left side of my face. See, I didn't know if you, <laughs> didn't know. Oh if yeah. You yeah. That. Bring that. Yeah, yeah. Let's talk about the residual symptoms because yeah. you know, if anyone sees yeah. you, they wouldn't know. So what is the, because there was some permanent damage or, or semi or seemingly currently at least um, yeah. let's, let's hope it resolves. But what is going on with the residuals? So luckily mentally there's, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty good. I mean, I mean, I'm not perfect. I mean, we, we, <laughs> well, we'll be the yeah, judge. <laughs> exactly. I mean, yeah, yeah, it's true. But, uh, physically it's just, you know, there, there's some things I've just, I've become comfortable with being uncomfortable. You know, I, I have to go see my orthodontist every couple months cause my teeth, my jaws is constantly moving forward and my bite is constantly having to be adjusted. So my teeth cling into each other when I, when I smile every now and then, but just being able to smile, and have my left side of my face kind of show action. And, uh, when it, when that, when those, you know, the, the muscles weren't triggering on the left side of my face, it was so embarrassing in the beginning stages when like my right side would fire and my left side would not, it was, you know, become being self-conscious in a moment where you, you know, you want to smile and be happy. That sucks. You know what I mean? So that's, that's something that, I'm really grateful that I have, I have back or well, it's slowly coming back. And then, uh, yeah, my, my bottom lip, uh, it's, uh, it's made some things difficult, but Hey, that's, that's as, as humbling as it gets, you know, as far as like, you know, cutting yourself shaving and then seeing blood coming down and going, Oh, I guess I'd cut myself shaving. Cause you don't feel it. Cause I, of that nerve that was severed, but let's see what else. I mean, yeah, there, there's a lot, but I just, um, you know, this, it's the, the biggest things I remember my nurses saying, well, it'll be about a year, two years before you really hopefully start to get any fuzziness back. And if you do feel any fuzziness back, that's encouraging because that's coming back. But I mean, a year, two years, that's God. I remember hearing that going, you know, like that's a long time, <laughs> but you know, it's just, that's when perspective comes in and you just go, Hey, I'm here. You know, it's all, I just really, really did my best to stay positive. I didn't really have too many breaking moments. When, when did yeah. you, how long was your, did you feel like your brain wasn't right? You know what I mean? After that accident, like how, how long until you were like, okay, Hey, my head and my brain feels. I got, again. you know, I, I, I got lucky. I, I, I went back and I had a lot of love and, you know, I had my friends around me. And so that made me feel good. Um, I, I, you know, I was concussed for sure. And I lost consciousness but I'm very lucky that I didn't have any brain damage. But then again, I mean, there, I don't know. I haven't really had any of that, the, the extensive testing done to really know that. I just, uh, I just know kind of, I take it day by day and I know where, where my, you know, my, my thoughts and brain is functioning as it is right now. But I, I, I'm very aware of how lucky I got. I mean, just an inch to the left or to the right, we're not even having that discussion, you know. Right, right. Yeah, absolutely. And thank God that's not the discussion. And you're here. Yeah. And it's just awesome um, that you've created this company. Also, too, I mean, before that, had you owned a company? No, no, no. I, you know, my, my, my parents tell me that, you know, I used to sell plums and things like that. I've always been good with numbers and just on the spot crunching numbers. So, uh, I mean, as far as running a business, that that is... Uh, I never, I've always thought it would be cool to do that, but, um, 
but yeah, the entrepreneurial spirit, I guess my, you know, my parents say that I was, you know, just collecting plums and selling lemonade, you know, all that stuff. But a lot of kids do that, you know? Um, but yeah, I never saw myself as a, as an entrepreneur or starting a business. I kind of always wanted to, but it's like, what do you do? I, I guess, you know, my advice would just be to, to pay attention to this, the things that excite you. I mean, I was 30 years old mixing a mask, you know, going, man, what am I going to do now with my life? You know, and it was, it was staring, staring me right in the face. You know, I remember thinking that exact same thing. I mean, the things that excite you, the things that you would do for free. Um, I mean, there are people out there that, I mean, just the passion to me, in my opinion, I, I really believe, you know, to stick with the love and the passion and the things that you just do mindlessly throughout your day. I mean, there's this guy, I mean, that's the best of both worlds when you combine that and make a living from it. Yeah. And, you know, it's funny because I was thinking the other day, I was thinking the other day about how, like, when an animal has, like, three legs, they are not embarrassed about it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, they're running around. They're like, whatever, I'm cool. Like, no one plays a victim, gets upset about it, <laughs> simmers in it. They're just like, whatever, I'm moving on. <laughs> Yeah, which is really interesting because then when something happens to us, and I've talked about like yeah, I got my arms got injured twenty years ago, and you know the California court was like, yeah, you're like forty percent disabled, and you're like, I'm sorry, what? And you know, so it's like when you have things like that where you're like, I'm sorry, what is this? Like, what just came upon me? You know, uh, yeah. your life gets changed in a way. It's just so, it's just such a strange thing, and it does it. it, it I mean, yeah, the positivity, you've got to just keep persevering, but it's tough. There's some bad, there's rough days with that. And especially when you have lingering symptoms, you know, you, like you said earlier, you learn to be kind of uncomfortable in certain things. And yeah. so it's just kind of, it becomes not even a bummer where if you transferred my level of maybe pain issues to someone else right now who has none, they'd be like, oh shit, this sucks. Where I'm like, oh no, this is great. <laughs> and, not, and I'm not saying like, it's not, I'm not like crying inside. I'm not, but, but you over so many years, you get used to certain little uncomfortabilities that happen with injuries, you know? It, absolutely. And that's just, uh, no, that's, that's well said. I mean, it's just the whole, I know where I was and I know, you know, where I, where I've come from and just, God, I'm so appreciative of that. And so I, I don't, man, you never, I was never complaining to begin with, but I just, yeah, you just the whole, you know, being comfortable with being, you know, having little imperfections and things that, you know, were, I don't, I don't look the same, but I, and I don't, yeah, but I feel great. I mean, I'm, I'm definitely over that, but it, it took time and it took a lot of, uh, you know, mental exercises and just routines and just, just staying consistent with that. But you have your down days for sure. And that's, uh, that's just part of being human. Tell us how we can connect with you. Cause I know that you do have like some videos up, you know, that, you know, where you're talking about yeah. your products and you're explaining your experience and, um, tell us how we can get involved in learning more about your products. Sure. Yeah. It's, uh, Alitura naturals.com. So that's A L I T U R A N A T U R A L S.com. And it's at Alitura naturals on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and, uh, Pinterest as well. And then I'm, at Andy Nilo. My last name is H N I L O. And yeah, I love what I do. We have a, you know, smaller company, but man, I just, uh, yeah, it's, and, and also I really do want to say thank you for having me on. I mean, I, it's very special to me because not only is, is the primal blueprint book just kind of what kickstarted me into the whole paleo movement, but I, I made Alatura right there in Malibu. I just kind of feel like, and that's where you are. are you right now, do you right? live in Malibu? What's that? Do you live in Malibu? Well, I did for. Okay, are you close? But you're in LA, though, right? Or no? Yes, I'm. I'm in. Uh, I'm in Glendale currently, but I just. Uh, I just think it's it's awesome that uh, that we're doing this, and I appreciate you having me on. Oh, is that where the original the original did you? Did, is that where you said you formulated it and started yes. it in Malibu? That's where Mark started his company. Really? Well, yeah. I mean, I I think I knew that. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I knew that. Primal nutrition. I mean, yeah. back in the day before. Yeah. The best uh, chipotle mayo I've ever had, by the way. That's unbelievable. Oh, yeah. Oh, there. Uh, listen, his chef makes these salmon burgers. And then with that chipotle mayonnaise, it's like, I just want to cry. Yeah. It's so good. That's, that stuff's addicting. But yeah, I mean, I, uh, I definitely, it's just, it's, it's cool to, uh, to be doing this. So I appreciate you guys having me on. And then, and then also I want to give your, uh, the following just a, a 20% discount off of the entire store and packages. We'll just call it primal 
if you want. Just lowercase, doesn't matter? Yeah, yeah. Great, and we'll put that in the show notes as well, and of course, all of the links to Andy's site. Thank you so much for doing that for our listeners. So oh, yeah, of if course. you want 20% off, sure. go to the show notes, and we'll put the link there uh, and the code, in case you forget it, but Primal's pretty easy to remember. Yeah. Um, thank you so much for sharing your story and being open about it, and also just what a wonderful journey that is now helping us put natural non-estrogen mimicking crap on our skin and stuff that's unnecessary um and maybe sometimes harmful for the planet you know so i just love that your endeavor is in this natural space and we're always trying to push that in the paleo primal sphere uh so thanks again and we will we're going to meet up in malibu we'll we'll meet up at some point yeah sure you're going to need to get out of glendale this summer trust me it's going to happen you're going to be like you're going to be like look i need to hit the beach it's like 110 up in here and i'm gonna go okay any excuse any excuse i'm all for it thank you so much for having me on that was awesome all right have a good day you too So Chris Kelly, Nourish, Balance, Thrive, we're, we're talking about health and you're telling me a funny story about your picky four-year-old daughter that won't eat unless there's Primal Kitchen uh, condiments on the table. It's true. My daughter will not eat unless there's f***ing the Primal Kitchen Wilder. <laughs> it's, it's this cute thing, actually, she does. We have a local state park called Wilder Ranch. Oh, yeah. And uh, she calls the ranch dressing Wilder Ranch dressing. Which <laughs> we, 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 there's no way we're going to correct her on that. It's just too perfect. It's so, so endearing. Uh, how old um, is she? She's four. Oh my god! So she likes like the mayo on. A oh yeah, she so she loves those. So we love them as well. We have uh, we we eat them all the time. We eat the mayo. We eat the balsamic. We eat the the ranch. Um, the avocado oil we use all the time, and, and so you know that's completely genuine. And I don't mind talking about that because you took the pain in the ass out of condiments. I really appreciate that. What an authentic spot from Chris Kelly at Nourish, Balance, Thrive. And yes, Primal Kitchen, you can call it Wilder Ranch Dressing if you want. And uh, we'll send five cents of the proceeds over to that beautiful state park because they're, they're trying to make ends meet in Santa Cruz Mountains. Thank you very much, Chris. <laughs> That's my pleasure.